Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Well, welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, occult specialist Sal Santoro back with us, co-owner of the Crooked Path. Now, that's a leading traditional witchcraft store in the Los Angeles area. Sal's 35-plus years' experience in all things magic has led him to become one of the go-to sources for demystifying the misunderstood craft. Sal continues to strive to make the occult accessible and inclusive to all of those who seek it out. Sal Santoro, back on Coast to Coast. Hey, Sal, how have you been? George, how have you been, sir? Good to hear from you. You too, my friend. What's wow. new with you? What's new? So much is new. Something's going on, you know? Things moving on. Time's moving on. The store is doing really good. Actually, uh, it was kind of neat because Patty Negri was just on your show not too long ago. That's right. And I, I was like, ah, oh, tell him I said hi. So I love her. She's like my sister. She's a very, very good person. Great, great person. How did you get into this? A long How did time I back. get into the occult? I mean, it started in New England. And, well, I mean, I graduated high school in 82. So it probably started around 79. And, uh, you know, it was me and my friends in the woods in the pre-internet days of New Hampshire. And, and uh, we were trying to find out information on it. You know, I mean, we're in New England. And uh, there really wasn't much out there then. And uh, I got my first witchcraft book, which was... Uh, Mastering Witchcraft by Paul Hewson, who is still with us today. He's about 80 years old now. Uh, it was just a really great starter book, and that put me on the path. And from there, I, I started reading Crowley and just kept moving on through. And when I got to California, I found my first cousin in Long Beach at Isaac Hat. Uh-huh. Thank God you weren't in Salem, Massachusetts, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Salem, you know, Salem, I was just talking to somebody, one of my students about that actually earlier today. You know, when I was a kid in New England, it wasn't like Witchcraft Row there. You never, it wasn't like that. You know, it became very trendy in the last 15 years. Right. Where all those stores just lined the streets, but it was not like that at all. Is tourism pretty big in Salem? 
Um, I, well, now, yes, but New England, I mean, of course, you got to, you'd go to the House of Seven Gables, you, you know, you, you, you'd see some of the early politicians' homes and, you know, people of that nature, you know, but that was what it was about. And then, of course, you know, we had the, the, the one Lori Cabot store, and she had the official Witch of Salem going on, and she held that for years, and she did really good with it, you know. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And since we last spoke, which I can't believe it was already two years ago. Two years before just, COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, and we're right in the middle of it. Actually. Yeah, actually, you're right. It was in the middle of the beginning of it, right? Right. So uh, you've been doing a lot of things since? I have. I mean, a lot's been a lot's been going on. I've, I've further developed the coven that I run out of the store. Um, my... I've reached now, I think I've taught my 10 weeks to witchcraft. Um, I've taught about, we're thinking about 500 people at this point, pretty wow. somewhere in there. Um, people love the course, and I, actually I just had class tonight, and those, th- this present class is on the, was on the second to last class of the series, and uh, we were just reminiscing about that. But yeah, so we've been teaching, um, going to Greece, you know, I go to Greece every year with Popey, of course, and uh, enjoying Crete because it's like my favorite place in the world. Um, this year started out weird. Um, my mother passed away. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was really weird. She was 96 years old. That's a um, good run, though. Mine's 94. You know? 94, bless her. You know, and just, you, you, you never, you're never ready to lose your mom. No, uh, no. It, it, it was hard. But I, this past weekend, I flew to Florida, and I celebrated my father's 100th birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he was uh, a bond- bombardier on the B-24 in World War II. See, my uh, father was a World War II veteran. I lost him when he was 88. He would have been 100 years old this February. That is amazing. They're the same age, yeah. My dad was on in, in the 8th Air Corps, you know, and yeah. then he totally did the ball-bearing runs over Germany. My dad was in Germany, the Battle of the Bulge. Wow. I wonder so, if they knew each other. You know, you wonder. My dad was stationed in England. I don't know. I don't think my dad... Well, he may have come from the England area when they yeah. shipped him overseas. Yeah. See, my dad was in the... He didn't like to talk about the war too much. So. Neither did mine. My father was very much not that guy. You you had, you had, always heard people... You know, you always get those different people that love talking about it. My father... I mean, th- what I got from him, the first thing was... When he he was finished, they offered him his service revolver. They offered him all the stuff. He just took it to the end of the line and gave it back to them. He's like, I want nothing to do with it now. I did my time. I'm done. And he walked away. There was a Greece goddess by the name of, uh, was it uh, Hecate? Hecate. Hecate. Yeah, my goddess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Same one. How did you unravel her? Well, Hecate, um, you know, I'd always known about her. She um, has always, you know, been a prevalent word in in the occult, and I mean Shakespeare even mentions her in Macbeth. He doesn't do her very good justice, though. He kind of makes her like an old, look like an old crone when actually she was like actually technically made her look like Medusa, didn't he? Yeah, well, Medusa is a gorgon, which is would be a correlative and a relation, almost conflation to Akate, which is an aspect. The Ekate Gorgon, or the Gorgon aspect of Ekate. Uh-huh. Um, but Ekate, I found the, when I went to Greece, and, um, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been a practitioner all these years, but I never worked with a deity or an entity. It was always just Ptolemaic scale, planetary magic. And when I was there, 
she came and she made it very obvious. And once I got home and I had, you know, interaction with her in the occult world, she gave me missions and one of them was to open the store and open up a temple to her, which we have succeeded in doing. Right now we have, we're trying to make it the first official temple of Hecate in Southern California. And your wife's Greek, isn't yes, she? she is. She's yeah. very much a Greek woman, yes. <laughs> yep, Greek-Canadian, as she likes to say. Well, that yeah. helps. Yeah, but that's where it came from, and Ekate is, she's my breath. She She's changed my life. Does she come to you in a dream state? How does she come to you? Um, well, initially, she came, um, you know, like, I wasn't expecting it. We were literally home, like, like not even two days, and it was like an image that was like right over the side of my bed. And um, that's how she first came to me. And um, after that, I, you know, it started becoming a lot stronger. And then I started learning more about her and I studied different backgrounds. I mean, there's some really great authors on Ikati. There's a big resurgence of her, her right now. So she's becoming a goddess that a lot of people know about. She's even mentioned on TV shows now. Like she was just in the an episode of White Lotus, that show that was just out. Yeah. And they mention her in it. These these two girls mention her worshiping her in the moonlight. But you know, it's just because she in pop culture she's found her way back in. And uh it's it's amazing because she's the mother of the crossroads, you know. She was conflated later with Isis in Egypt and She's one of those proto-deities, you know, that's just older than old. Was she a witch or a goddess? Well, she was She was definitely a deity. She was a titan. She was pre-Olympian. She was like Zeus. But, she, well, she was, she was more titanic. And she fought with Zeus to, to put the rest of the, the, the titans down so Olymp the Olympus gods could reign. And um, because of that, Zeus was so... Well, you know your Greek mythology, my oh, friend. Oh, yeah, I, I have to. Because <laughs> I teach it, and I share it, and, I, I, you know, it's, it's my blood now. But, you know, when Zeus saw what she did, he basically gave her the three realms, which is the Uranic realm, and the Chthonic realm, which is the underworld, and the Horizontic, or the Earth realm. And that's why you... Well, sometimes when you see Ekate, she is depicted as three and it's not because she's a maiden mother crone it's actually because she is all three of the realms of the, of our life but she's always been young but then when shakespeare got a hold of her he turned her into this aspect that was crone like and that spurred her into being a darker goddess so she she was very much the dark aspect but she was never aged until much later. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Would you say, Sal, that the interest in the occult has grown over the last few years? Incredibly, incredibly much. I mean, it's, well, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like trends, George. It's kind of, you know, like how we see, you know, rock and roll come and go. You know what I mean? You see changes in it. Same thing with fashion. And like, like when you look at punk rock in the seventies and the resurgence in the nineties and, you know, how it moves through. Um, the occult is like that. There's always going to be people that want another answer. And that a, a, a more of an independent choice, more of a more way of looking things from another another site, and not all occult has to deal with spirituality. You know, you can have spirituality involved in your occultism, okay? And you know that word occult to most people, they get it confused, almost conflated with cult. But anybody that understands it, they know that. Occult means to be hidden from view, because it was arcane knowledge that was that was kept from view to the masses for so many years, and that's where occultism comes from, from the ocular aspect, right? Occult, and um, but most people now see that as cult, and they think of like the negatives, which are what Manson did in the sixties, you right. know, and so that associates them by the name, I think. Does that bother you that people think the occult is evil? Um. I be, I mean, yes and no. I, I you know, yes. I, I don't think things, and, and I don't think anything should be necessarily deemed as evil or good. There is there is good and bad in everything, as we know. You know, and when you when you look at magic, you have to look at it. And I say magic with a K, as in causing change with will by using the elements and the planets. Okay, when you're dealing in that in that aspect. You, it's up to the individual to utilize what they're doing for one reason or another. Now, we can't deem what's bad or what's good for anybody else but ourselves because we're all free thinking and we have our own views. 
right? And you, we, 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 we want to hope for the best out of people, and which is, I think, what we've always done since the beginning of time, is to look at the best in people, to know that these things are here. And I think that that's why people fear it, because, you know, they associate it with kind of like cheating or, 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 or mainlining into something where they don't have to go through maybe a deity to get to it. They can take on the responsibility of causing change with will themselves. How, how much um, of it includes learning about magic? A lot of it. Well, when you think about magic, um, when we use that word, there's so many different versions of what that right. means. And you spell yours with a K. Well, with a no. K at times. I mean, so usually when K is put in at the end of the word magic, it usually is a, is a notation that connects you more with the ceremonial aspects of magic. Right. People like Aleister Crowley, the Golden Dawn, the OTO, these were mystery schools that, that came off of the Masonic lodges and the Rosicrucian systems. Right, and around 1860, that's when all that started. And Crowley developed the K to keep it separate from prestigitation. That's a good is, point, and it does. It sticks out. Yeah, it totally does. And people are like, oh, with a K, you know. Um, but a lot of people that are into low magic and witchcraft, they don't want to really use that because there's some people in the occult realms that don't necessarily agree with Crowley's views. And that's okay, because everybody has a, has a belief in, the, in what they want. There's no right or wrong there. But um, so they stay away from the K aspect. And, um, but, but when you think of that, the, the magic with a K, what you're usually discussing has to do a lot with Kabbalah, you know, the tree of life, planetary magic. So more, more working with the idea of harmonizing with the supernals on the tree of life and communing with Keter, which is basically the emanation and the whirrings of the beginnings of all life and creation. How did magic evolve into sleight of hand in terms of things that like that? That is something I, I don't know how to cross that over. That's not something I'm, I'm, I, I, I have a definite answer on. But I, I believe that the re, from what I can assess, is because of the mis- the mystery of it. I think that came a lot in the 1800s because when you know w- when the industrial age was born and industrial revolution was coming up. This is when the first mystery schools were coming together, and people like Blavatsky were involved, and and um, a lot of these esoteric theosophical orders. But with also a time for um, people that were into, like, table tilting or tarot card reading or speaking with their family members that have passed away. And that always had a mysticism about it. And so I think that kind of lumped into, like, the whole, you know, Swami kind of vision of what they thought was a person that could could tell the future. And it was also trickery and and the smoke and mirrors, more sense crossed into that. We're talking with Sal Santoro about witchcraft and, of course, about the the magic with M-A-G-I-C-K. We'll take your calls next hour with him right here on Coast to Coast. It's truly remarkable. You know, people like David Copperfield, Chris Angel, they're magicians and they're good ones and they're mentalists. But where where would they fit in today with what you do? I... I my, I would be absolutely beside myself if I got to meet like David Blaine or any of those guys. Really? 
they're skilled. I mean, those guys are so... Prestigitation, I mean, getting to go to the Magic Castle and watching that is amazing. You know Brandon Scott? I, I, no, I don't know. He, I don't the know next time you're, you're at the Magic Castle, ask for him. He's a great magician. Okay. You know, and see, like, that, that's all beautiful work. And, 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 and it, it just shows you how the mind works against the movement of hand and the illusion. I think illusion plays a lot into that. But magic itself, like what I'm doing, is not illusion. It's, it's causing change on the material plane to get a result so you can go, go to attain, attain something that you are looking in, for in the microcosm in your life. As, absolutely. I mean, is it magic if you go to wish for a better career, a relationship, a job, and you get it? You know, wishing, so wishing is, um, you know, the word wish can, can be, can be construed almost as a, a slight version of spellcraft, you know, wishing. This is also, on the other hand, what is opposite from a wish? A curse. That's right. You know, most curses that, though we know, you know, like I grew up, in an Italian home back east, you know what I mean? And you, every, everybody in my block wore a Malokia and a St. Christopher medal, you know what I mean, and a crucifix. And I was one of those kids, you know. But we were brought up to wear that because evil eye was envy. And, you, you know, when I was a little boy in Massachusetts, my, my Aunt Angie used to make me wear a big red ribbon on my whatever I wore when I went out to avert the evil eye because that was considered not not a good thing to have energetically, right? So that would be like a curse. Where were you but, born, Sal? Um, I was actually born in Whittier, but I was raised in Boston. You were. My mother was raised in Fitchburg. No I, way. Yeah, 50 miles west of uh, Boston. Yeah, my mother is from, is from Walpole. Oh, very close. Yeah, very close. And my dad's from Somerville. And then my cousins were from Lemonster and Worcester Lemonster. and everything, all over the place. <laughs> I know Lemonster very well, yeah, and and Lynn, and yeah, that that was why that was my teenage years. I got after the break. I'll tell you a funny story about Fitchbury, which was somewhat magical. Really? And maybe you can tell me what you think happened after I tell you that. I so you so that. you've got your coven going, yeah, and it's it's growing. It is growing. What does a coven do? So a coven is a gathering of people that follow the same theosophical and philosophical system and they come together and they celebrate much like people would gather or convene in a church um, it, it, in this case it's a very spiritually moving thing a lot most most um, groups work with the agricultural wheel of the year um, in neo-paganism this is um, where we get spring summer winter fall and the, the old, in old pagan Europe, you know, this is where you're dealing with the Beltane and the Samhain, which would be, Samhain would be Halloween, and the Beltane would be like the birthing of spring. And then you've got your winter solstice and your summer solstice. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.